Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of the Flats and Shanks podcast. It's a little bit late, um, recording on a Wednesday because somebody has had a touch of the man flu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's me, it's me, Mr. Indestructible. (laughs) (laughs) He's human after all. If it bleeds, we can kill it. I now know what it feels like to cry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real boy. Um look, I look listeners, I uh called Shanks a couple of days ago and said fella. Yesterday. Um, yesterday. yesterday, sorry, fella. Pod and he's like, "Oh, man flu." I said, "Right. 24 hours speak to you then." Mm. So, how you feeling, boy? Cuz you sound better than you did yesterday. You sounded bad. Yeah, yesterday. I do. Um the biggest thing is I don't want to panic Andrew Cotter because it's Wednesday now, and I'm working with him on Saturday, and I know he'll start to panic, and I'll know he'll start having a bath in detox, just cleansing himself. He'll probably probably wear gloves um, and a mask, because you know what he's like around anyone with any illnesses. Yeah. Doesn't go near That's going to be... That is going to be... He is going to hate the fact that you're poorly. Oh, what, no. what I will say, Andrew, is that I'm not contagious anymore, and I will be absolutely How do you know? raring to go. How do people go. know? How do people know? Just don't ask questions, mate. Just accept I always it. say that. Don't worry, I'm not contagious. It's like you've been to a GP and they've said, hello, you were contagious yesterday, you're not now. It makes people feel at ease, all right? Yeah, it's a lie, though, isn't it? And they all know you're lying. But I will be better now. by Saturday, and we actually don't have any physical contact anyway apart no. from maybe sharing a sandwich like a, a prawn mayo from a Tesco's meal deal apart from that you know it's it's fairly professional but I will be better Andrew so so don't panic and um, we're going to have a great time okay just have yeah. to say that now to, to put people at ease because 
But he's got he's got um, germ anxiety, isn't he? Yep. Not man, he hasn't got German anxiety. He's got germ anxiety. Mm. Get it? He's he's he wipes down his mics with wet wipes and stuff like that. But that's fine. That's fine. It's probably a nice thing to do because it's just covered in someone else's flob, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of spit. Imagine Andy Powell's microphone. Is he a flobber? Is he? Yeah. It's like Roy Hattersley in Spitting Image. Yes. Yeah. Who was one of the worst spitters you've known when they talk? Um, well, you do as many co- like corporate events, dinners and lunches as we do. People spit in your face all the time. And yeah. now and again, I actually, I react like I've been shot. If they're really pissed, I said, I said to a guy a couple of Saturdays ago at Twickenham, I put two hands on his chest and I said, I want you to move 12 inches further away from me because I'll still hear you because you're the loudest man I've ever met. He's not. Um, that's Ross from Guildford Rugby Club. I had to move seats. Um, and um, I pushed him back gently and I said, well, 12 inches further away because you're spitting in my face. Well, you sound like and a barrel at me. to and chat to. And his wife was out. laughing and I said, he is spitting at me and shouting at me. I know. And he put his arm around me after that. In the end, I'm like, mate, he's re- I'm like, I'm a big sweaty bloke. He was a big sweaty bloke and he had this, he had really sweaty armpits and he put his arm around me. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You are just soaking my shoulder with your sweat and you spat in my face. So this has been a really grim encounter. Put your arms down. I said, here's the selfie. I said, now you stand over there and I'll stand over here. What do you want to talk about? And he was quite good fun. He was minging. And I said, I'm sorry, mate. Hmm. What we need to get for you, mate, is something that you see in European deli counters is a ticketing system where people draw tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Your name comes up, and you can speak to David over the counter at a safe I would, distance. I was in, um, I was in uh, a new little cafe restaurant thing in Bath a little while ago. Ooh. Oh, a few weeks ago, and um, with don't worry about it. With a mate from CrossFit, and um, not that I go there anymore. But how do you know he did CrossFit? Well, he first of all he told me. Second told you already. All, he was wearing there a we rogue, are. a rogue yeah. CrossFit T-shirt, <laughs> and he was limping. Um, and um, so yeah anyway he's I'm in there with him and um, he's two people on the way in someone recognised me and said oh oh you're the rugby guy and I was like yeah yeah and he went flatly the rugby I just, guy I just said yeah <laughs> flatly I said yeah 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 flatly and then someone else came over literally it, we we're having lunch and I was it was like one in the afternoon like it was really and someone said sorry I'm, I don't want to disturb you I don't, I don't want to interrupt you and I said I just said yes you do Yes, you do. And they were like, oh, no, don't want to just that. I said, you, if you didn't want to do it, you wouldn't do it. And she was like, I just, I don't know who you are. I said, I don't know who you are. And it was all like, she was funny. It was funny. I don't know who you are. I said, I don't know who you are either. And she's like, but someone said that I should get a photo of you. I said, that's funny because I don't know you. And that's that. So what I don't think I need is a photo of you. And she was like, yeah. Do you not like doing photos? I was like, I've got no problem if you want a photo, but you've got no idea whom you're photoing, you're photographing. You've got no idea, have you? And she's like, absolutely none. She, then she said the best, she said, someone said it's to do with football. So I was like, look, I, do I look like a footballer? No, I was like, she said, are you a manager? I said, nailed it. Come on, let's have a photo. Who'd you manage? And I just said, Swindon Town. She's like, amazing. There you go. Yeah, but... Do you not think if you just said yes, had a quick photo, instead of being a clever cock, you could have got rid of the situation yep. within yep. three seconds? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm an activist, though. Grip and grin. That's what I was I'm taught. an activist, mate. I can't not say something. Grip and grin. Can't not say something. Um, I'm glad you're feeling a bit better because I had man flu a few weeks ago and I, it's genuinely worrying. I'd How thought, long were you KO'd for? Six weeks, but I just didn't go on about it. Mm. Um, I had long flu. I was actually... Was I, took the, I took the kids to Devon for three days and oh, day one yeah. totaled. Mm. Day two, crap. Day three, still pretty rubbish. And then we came home. But I just... I thought I'm actually going to refuse to let the kids know that I'm poorly. So I popped to get some petrol, which was Lemsip Max. Yep. Although I now, I'm now told that night nurse is even better. What, during the day? The day nurse then. Okay. Yeah. Night nurse, day nurse. On the piss nurse. Yeah. Wet nurse is what I was after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a mate. I got a mate. Who got night nurse? He got a night nurse when uh, he had twins. Mm. They had, tw- had twin girls, and they got a night nurse. Ran off, and it. no, 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 none of that stuff. But he basically, it was like they were they were like a number of weeks in when he found out that the night nurse wasn't a wet nurse, and that the night nurse was bringing the baby. He'd slept through it every night, the, bringing the baby babies one by one into their bedroom to be breastfed for. 20 minutes just meant that mum didn't have to get up and you know got the means to do that so fine and he didn't realize he thought that did the basically did the wet nursing several she arrived night nurse so we can sleep through the night yeah and she's like without being i won't say the exact words but she was you know reasonably well equipped for the job so he thought and he was like you know so obviously she obviously keeps milk she keeps the milk in year round <laughs> So I said, no. I said, actually, I don't think breasts are actually milk storage devices, weirdly. I don't think they actually can, store though. it. You can. You can. But yeah, yeah. I don't think they actually store it. I think you can keep it, it forever, it. as long as you keep um, milking yourself. No, I but your body you, will... you, no, you can, but I don't think boobs actually store much milk. I don't think when they're, in, I could be wrong, I don't think when they're much, much bigger, I don't think they are necessarily full of milk. I think the milk comes from within. Oh, I don't know, mate. I've seen a couple of websites. <laughs> we've, all, we've all seen them we've all seen them um, um, so anyway he was I remember we were talking about it the other week and he was like oh, gutted mate gutted mm. because when I realised the kids were coming getting, anyway it reminds me because I was up at half two this morning oh, <laughs> breastfeeding we all were breastfeeding yeah all of us breastfeeding the kids were breastfeeding the older kids breastfeeding the baby <laughs> I'm downstairs and I hear this scream the baby is screaming like oh. screaming like like she's in pain she's yeah. not in pain no nope. but proper sc- angry screech i'm like oh my god it's half two and you hear this boom 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 about five times i go upstairs in my pants and the 13 year old is banging on the baby's bedroom wall telling her to shut up mm. so i was like i said what this morning i was i said you're not interested i'm really sorry daddy i was like you're not in trouble sweetheart out of interest what did you think that was going to achieve because she then knows you're awake she doesn't know that that means shut up because she can't speak. So sh- saying shut up doesn't work to babies. Mm. So I'm like, what did you think? And she's like, I don't know. I was just really angry. Mm. I said, fair enough, mate. <laughs> fair enough. Have a good day at school, Sleep you zombie. Deprivation. Oh, mate, two zombies. Yeah. Do you know what the worst noise Kids. was during that period that you're in right now is the, is the breast pump? Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, a life support machine, isn't it? <laughs> just want them to turn it off. Turn mine off, please. 
Ah, is she on um, is she on any powdered milk yet? Oh, she's no, she's four to fifteen months old, mate. She eats oh. vindaloo. She's just had um, <laughs> mushrooms on toast for breakfast. Is she really down the cafe, yeah, and a baby chino. She's all right, mate. She's, oh, she had, she's had um, organic they grow, sourdough. They grow fast, mate. They grow up fast. Yeah, they do. Yeah, too bloody it's, fast uh, sometimes. Too bloody fast. Oh, slash, absolutely nowhere near fast enough. I was watching. Um, she's still breastfeeding at that age. No, um, no, we're off it. Um, I don't know why I overstopped. I should have kept going. I but but um, this morning I was watching David Attenborough. You know, early doors and um, something wholesome to watch. And the baby, whatever it is, the Arctic or Antarctic, I've forgotten which. It was quite early. Uh, bison. Uh, two layers of fur. It can just it can relax in up to minus thirty, minus forty degrees, whatever it is. And their foals are born. And after six, and they're six hours old, they can stand up, run, and live in minus thirty. Mm. I'm like, mm. why do ours take so long? Yeah, it's the same really, isn't it, for any animal like that? That's prey. They've got to get up and run and walk straight away, otherwise yeah. they'll just be taken. Do you know what I've been watching? Like, I've seen all the Attenborough stuff, which is um. Unrivaled. Unrivaled. But there's also um, Sea Wolves. Island of Sea Wolves, which is good on oh, Netflix. Right. And that follows wolves, bears, sea otters, which are mega cute because they hold hands when... Oh, I know. They drift apart. They sleep, yeah. Um, like one, that, of the only, one of the only animals that use utensils or tools for... Mm. For food, you know, because they whack, they put a stone on their tummy so they can whack clams and open them. You'd make a good sea otter. Just lying on your back in the sea. I would. I would. With a, with a little stone on there, smashing. Yeah, but mate, I die. Smashing you know your I, lobster. I watch these things and I'm like, right, if I had to design what my life looked like, mm. like this is how I want to live as myself, it would, it would like involve about three percent of the activity that it currently involves mm. and a, so and a dead I'm, whale carcass on the beach which I'm you either, can just yeah. feast at <laughs> just chew on. it's like i'm either on my way to um I'm, the, I'm not joking i'm either on my way to a serious medical incident in the next 10 years involving a heart that didn't want to work this hard but had to <laughs> um and ate too much or i'm just going to get to like 80 or 90 years old and think why didn't I live? Why didn't I live as me? Why did I feel like I had to be <laughs> super active? Hey, everyone! What I want to do is say fuck off to almost everyone. Except you, sound, you sound like you do, mate. Five mate. No, I do actually. I do a bit, but it's like I don't want to. Do, I, I'm quite happily. If I won the Euro Millions, I'd quite happily live in the forest, mate. Yeah, I just live in the forest and have someone. Live I'd have someone forest. in a four by four pick the kids up and take them to yeah. school and bring them back, and I just have fires going with food on them every day. With ten million in the bank, be amazing, wouldn't it? If that doesn't work out, amazing. go somewhere else. Do something. Go to the, like the Maldives instead. I remember speaking to Carl Heyman, the the, the great Carl Heyman, who obviously is struggling now with yeah. early onset dementia, which is minging. But I spoke to him a few years ago when it was after a game or something, and he. Well, uh, when I say spoke to him, I was part of a, a larger conversation. But there's a group of us. But he was. I was like to at retirement, and he was like, "Mate, I'm going to get off the plane. I'm going to stick my hang my bags up or something. I'm going to climb on my horse." And trot off into the distance, into the into the bush, and no one's ever going to see me again. I was like, "Oh, yeah, mate, you've nailed it." And he obviously, 
I think you can't do that now. And that is never, it's never how it works, is it? That's the reality. It's never how it works. But it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live in Bahamas or Barbados or something. I'd, I'd like to live within a journey, domestic journey of my mates so I could see my mates. But I'd mm. quite happily live in a very solitary life. Except, but it's weird because you could live in one of the parks like. in Bath, couldn't you? Victoria Park in Bath. Yeah, you can. You do get moved on every every morning, but buy a plot, like though, a, couldn't you, for the council? For for someone who would really happily live a really solitary life, I see about four hundred people a day. Is what it feels like. Mm. So I live the exact opposite of what I quite enjoy. I like people, but um, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like that you with, like that, or I'm like that with neighbours. Yeah, not not the. TV series. I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> people who live next to me just wave. Sick of it. I'm sick just, of it. <laughs> TV yeah. series. So <laughs> I like if I see one outside, I sometimes just stay in my car and wait till they've gone in before I go in the yeah. house, so I don't have to say hello. Not all the time. Um, you know, sometimes like two or three times a year, I come out and say hello. Uh, right. Can I tell you what right. I've been watching while well, I've been a bit poorly? So I watched just Sea Wolves. I think it's I can't find it right now. It's like the Island of the Sea Wolves. It's in Vancouver. Can you send me a link when you Vancouver um, Island. It's on Netflix. Yeah, but can you send me a link? Yeah, I also watched um, just to try and pick myself up a bit. All Quiet on the Western Front, which was horrific. What's that now? I was joking. Obviously, is it was it's oh. World War One um, about uh, from the German side, German point of view. Oh, I got told about this the other day by a friend. Yes, okay. And it is brutal. Like we've we've all seen films and series on it, but it's always from an allied point of view, isn't it? From either French or English or American. This one is just from a German point of view and it is it's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. It's yeah. It, I enjoyed it, but it is also like wow, you know this is this is a hundred years ago, which isn't long. But um, so watch that. I, I did enjoy okay. it, and I'm watching now. Pepsi, where's my jet? Oh, that looks super interesting. Yeah. So Pepsi yeah. To, to rival Coca-Cola during the nineties. They were all over marketing, whilst Coca Cola weren't so much. They they had all the big stars, they had like Cindy Crawford, Shaquille O'Neal, oh yeah. Michael oh Jackson, God, yeah. everyone. Um, Shaq's my favourite guy, by the way. But, uh, and they had this campaign where you could collect coupons from cans or bottles, and so the more coupons you collected, the more you could win. So it'd be like hats, sunglasses, jackets, and on one of the adverts, it was like seven million points, and you can have a Harrier jet. Which was which was a joke, you know. There was a guy landing in a school, a boy landing in a school um, in a Harrier jet and getting out, and sort of saying, "Why take the bus when you can have a Harrier jet?" And yeah. a couple of guys thought they'd take on Pepsi and try and win one. Yeah, so don't tell me the that. result. No, I, I've only watched uh, one episode so far. I don't know how many there are. There's a few. Um, oh great! Okay, so yeah, I'm, um, I'm actually struggling for something to watch, really. Well, on just bef- before we do that, on the hit on the World War thing, the war. Um, there's a book I just had to Google it then called "Look Who's Back," and um, it's a really good book. It's obviously it's obviously fiction, but it's basically about um, you know Hitler's obviously dead. Well, guess what? 
um, he's actually awake and he just wakes up one day and realises he's not dead and everyone thinks he's dead. So he just gets up and he's like, hang on a minute, I'm bloody Hitler. What's going on here? The world's changed a little bit. And it's it basically, it's Hitler going back into the real world as Hitler. So everyone thinks he's the most oh, amazing wow. Hitler impersonator ever. Mm. And it's comedy. But it is, it's really, really good. Look who's back, it's called. What's it, um, what platform's it on, big boy? Well, it's just a book. Just oh, sorry, I thought you... Sorry, yeah. No, sorry, oh. I just, I digress. Um, Wait till it comes Yeah, out. so I'm watching Mayor, Mayor of Kingstown at the moment. You And as my mate Owen uh, did text me, because I mentioned it on the last pod, Owen text me, you need subtitles on it. The subtitles has completely changed the game. So it's the one I told you that I think it's really good, but we literally can't hear it. Like, yeah. and I'm old and, you know, I've got, I'm very overweight. So I've probably got a lot of fat in my ear canals. Um, True. But Freya's 35, 36, and her hearing's, she's got the hearing of a wolf. Cashback. And yeah, what I mean. And um, she can't hear a word of it. So we've got it on like max volume. Mm. And then the music starts, I told you. Anyway, yeah. subtitles have changed the game. And it is, I think, pretty good. It's worth watching. I also tried... 1899 which is in the top 10 on Netflix yes thoughts watched five minutes of it and then scrolled with my finger slowly along the bottom to get a basic gauge of what went on and then watch the last five minutes right I've never done that before that sounds ridiculous yeah right I, I watched the first five minutes thought nah, it's not for me this uh, but I just wanted to find out what might have happened or what does happen so that's what I did. Could tell you what happened in between, but I won't watch it. I've given up on loads of stuff recently. I've given up on Yellowstone. Um, oh well, well, series five is out now on Paramount. I I tell you what, oh. I do want to watch series five of. Hang on, before you tell us, do on. Yellow? How far did you get on Yellowstone? Two episodes in. What series? The latest one that we that you couldn't watch anywhere apart from Paramount. So there's there's the series five has just come out. I think series four then, and series four, series one and two I really enjoyed, mm. or enjoyed a lot. Right, mm. you know I enjoyed, and three was I've said this before, but it just was it was farcical by the end, to the point where series five just launched or whatever, and I'm just like nah, mm. I'd I'd rather watch a wildlife documentary than watch that. It's rubbish. Um, see what it, and I am going to yeah. watch. I think it's series four of The Handmaid's Tale, which is... Oh, yeah, I, I never know. got through series one on that. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, that's what I got. Anyway, that's, that is the movie and film review, um, which we well, do most weeks. Or it is. something else? I finished We Own This City, which was recommended by, among other people, Smithy, Mark Smith, who's the media comms, comms boss at Newcastle Falcons, whose judgment I trust implicitly, and it was good. It was much, much better than... Where's it on? Um, What's it on? I'm going to write it down. It's on Paramount. We own this. We own this city, and it's true. It's based on true events, and Hold you on. almost can't believe true it's true events. events. Okay. What I'd say is, it's almost. no wonder that in certain parts of the United States, um, people's relationships with the police aren't as good as they might be. I mean, crikey. Almost can't believe it's true events, right? Yep. Got it. <laughs> um... So finished that, and yeah, Mary Kingstown. Um, apparently, um, another mate, uh, JT, uh, um, 
Remember you got some, I got, I think I gave it to you, or did I keep it all for myself? Loads of really nice olive oil and stuff a few yeah. years ago, a couple of years ago. That's from uh, JT. And JT said he's watched an episode of The English on BBC, and yeah. he said it was astoundingly good. The English. And he's okay. never made a recommendation the to me that hasn't uh, delivered. Outstandingly good. Thank you. <laughs> Astoundingly good. Astounding. Okay. Sorry, astoundingly good. Even better. So that's next. Ooh. That's next for us after Mayor of Kingstown, which Freya hates Five because it's just star. it's so dark. Everything in it is just oh, awful like and shit, which I, which I like. I love that. All right. She was like, oh, a couple of years ago, she's like, oh, oh, why don't you watch Happy Valley? It's so much more upbeat and whatever. And I was like, Happy Valley is lightweight. I'm not having it. Watched it. Happy Valley is genuinely, boy, hands down, one of the best series I've watched of all ever I loved it I'd rather watch Sweet Valley High with the twins <laughs> <laughs> or Saved by the Bell but the but did you watch Happy Valley nope oh my god you're so lucky it's it's not lightweight it's post it's post nine o'clock watershed and I've forgotten the guy's name in it but the main I, I always forget names but the main actress is like she's immense honestly you've got to watch it it's brilliant and is it his and hers the guy in it, no, the guy in it, no, it's Northern England crime drama. No, I mean, is but, it something to watch with your missus? Uh, yeah. Okay. But it's, it's, it's got, it's dark, it's dark enough, mate, I tell you, and... Oh, is it the Sarah Lancashire and Steve yes. Pemberton? The guy, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. I'm just reading it now. Well done. And there's a movie star in it, I've forgotten his name, but he might be the best looking man in the history of men. Okay. And he's like this super brilliant actor, super dark character, but... It's not undermined by the fact that he's just so fit you can't believe it. But it, you know, you almost f- you forget you forget that he's this horrible beast, and you think, "Wow, that's oh, wow. an amazing modelling shot." Yeah, there is a lot of stars in there. It's so good, mate. It's okay. proper, proper good. How many series are there? Twenty-seven. I don't know. I think there are two or three. That's it. All right, lad. And it's 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 a proper crime drama, yeah. Yep. Right. I'm in. Happy Valley. Thank you. I've got three recommendations. Yeah. All right. Can you hear the baby crying or not? Nope. That's good. Could be your stomach. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's the baby. It cries a lot. Uh, can I lot. tell you, I forgot to take a photo of it because I didn't cook it yesterday because my wife ended up cooking it. But I had one of the... I had two things which are amazing from Field and Flower. I had a 2kg rolled sirloin, which was beautiful. Did one last week. How good? Uh, but I took it around a friend's house and I couldn't oh. take photos of it because it was... But you had flu. Oh, you weren't contagious, were you? Uh, on Saturday, it was. Oh, Saturday, sorry, right. Um, and it, it's my favourite roasting joint by mile. Yeah. And it's obviously sealed like in a garlic crisp first. Uh, and then I also had the turkey leg which was sent to us from Field and Flower, um, which was delicious with this, uh, the thighs as well, the stuffing, yeah. the pigs in blankets, the gravy. Yeah. It was Diamond, beautiful. didn't it? Yep. This year, I want to talk to you. I'm going to give you a bit of notice. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing first, but I want to know what you're doing for your Christmas meats because I'm going to do get ahead gravy, Jamie Oliver's. You taught me that. Always. Do that. Chicken wings, get ahead gravy, and then I'm going to do on Christmas Day. Going to do, uh, I'm going to smoke in the Traeger. I'm going to smoke some 
Jamie Oliver, what, chicken thighs, uh, turkey, boned um, chicken thigh fillets, but they're, get them from the butchers or field and flour. They're massive, great things. So I'm going to do like six. Turkey thighs. Um, turkey thighs. What did I say? Chicken. Yeah. Uh, turkey thighs. Great big turkey thighs with apricot stuffing and walnut stuffing in it. Soup and I smoke those. And then on the grill next to it, on the on the jotisserie, I'm going to do a large um, organic, obviously, free range um, turkey crown. And I'm going to rotisserie a turkey crown. So I've got a crown and mm. thighs. Sounds good. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds very good, yeah. Um, I wonder if I'll cock it up as a chance. I'm probably going to do all my cooking indoors. Why? You've got that lovely outdoor kitchen. It's cold. I'm probably just going to use the oven. Instead of barbecuing my Christmas dinner, I'll probably... I'm not going to barbecue my Christmas dinner, I don't think. Oh, mate, I love love Christmas. My favourite time of year, but, you know, we've got 18 people coming on Christmas Day. Have you? Yeah, oh, wow. and we, you know, in terms of like, our house is a townhouse, isn't it? So it's quite vertical. So it's like, if everyone's on the ground floor, or like kitchen, it can be quite busy in there. So I think being outside might be... Yeah, true. I've already got my family. I've got six of us, there is. My dad's coming as well. Oh, mate. So that's easy. Get your eyes shut. But I'm going to do a rolled sirloin, uh, and I'm going to do a turkey crown. Oh. But I'm probably going to do them both in the oven. Worse. But then they'll smell, <laughs> they'll taste of each other, though. I've got two ovens. Oh, you show off. Knew you were going to say that. So I bought this lovely the new real range thing, cooker. I need two and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Two I like that range cooker. What I really need. Well, no, Tommy. No, did a bit of research into this boy. So, you know, Cy Williams from Newlands. Yeah. I spoke to Cy about it. And then, I, then he started me, he got me asking people as I met up with people. Um, have you ever had two dishwashers? And about three people, about three, not that many, said to me, don't do it. Because you end up with nothing in your drawers because everything's in your dishwashers. And if they're both clean, it's enough of a ball ache because nothing's in your drawers. You never end up with an empty dishwasher and everything in your drawers. It never happens. And it's like, and all three people said, don't do it. And my mum had two in the old house and she was like, it's a bloody nightmare. But in, in fairness... She had one in the kitchen, one in the utility room, which was the other rooms. That's slightly different, but she's like, it's all, we, we never had all of our stuff in our cupboards and drawers. I thought you were going to say she had one in the kitchen and one in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, I just, yeah, just old ham, ham hock bones and teeth and dental floss in my bedroom. Cleaning like your leg of lamb bones in there. Make them into like a little necklace or... Decoration in your room. Yeah. Shall we talk rugby? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Um Yeah, what was I going to tell you? Um, I mean, this could be like, oh yeah, so this bloke came up to me the weekend talking about the pod at Twickenham and he was just like, um, he was really nice about the pod and that, and lots and lots, I've said this before, lots and lots of people are really nice about it, which is great. And he said, if I, if I, and he was really good fun and he was bright bloke and he said, if I had to make one amendment to the pod, do you want to know what it was? And I said, no, I'm all right, thanks mate. And everyone laughed and he goes, right, go on there. I said, right, what is it? And he said, I would just skip the rugby chat. I wouldn't do any. I said, yeah, but two things. It then doesn't qualify, three things, doesn't qualify as a rugby pod and we kind of need to qualify it as something. Yeah. B, um, we, do have, we do have opinions on things and we quite like giving our opinions on things. And C, Shanks has always made notes and, he, and once he's made the notes, he has to deliver them all. Because <laughs> he's done, gone to all that effort. I haven't, mate. These are my blueprints up here. <laughs> You tap on your temple. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's start where we need to start. Can I, look, you're going to tell us about the Welsh game. I want to give you a, one paragraph on the Welsh game that I think. I. Um, it's always great for a neutral when underdogs win, right? So I think it's, whatever great for the game means, I think it's great for the game that Georgia dug that out and won. It was an amazing kick. No scrum, no win. Scrum was like, punishingly powerful just immense scrum pornography it was just immense and you'd look at the world cup final you look at when the french team's been going really well you look at that georgian team in cardiff scrum is bloody important let's stop depowering it or not no, let's let's no one's saying get rid of it but let's never say that again the other thing is that i remember on this pod maybe it was 2017 not a long time ago when georgia could and i think should have won against wales in cardiff and I thought they were conned at the scrum into, into uncontested and all that stuff. And I said so. And I got a little email from someone at the WIU saying, very politely, oh, you're yeah. wrong. And I, I said, well, I, let's agree to disagree because I think there are certain people there that have got form. I love them and respect them, but they've got form. And I think they were conned out of a victory they should have had then. So I think they deserve this victory. And it's a victory for their scrum. It's a victory for their determination and it's a horror result for Wales, which is disrespectful to Georgia, but it just is. And um, I think it's some sort of poetic justice. I also love the fact that people 
on Twitter were repeating, repeatedly telling you to be more positive, please, when Wales lost at home to Georgia. Uh, what would you like me to say? It's only one, um, but I'm not going to mention him. Because yeah, there you go. It's not worth it. Not worth go on, it. Then. No, it's not. Go on then. What did you make of um, it? Scrum second half was immense from Georgia. Wales' scrum first half actually was decent. They won two penalties from it. And that was obviously with the front row of Gareth Thomas, Ken Owens, Dylan Lewis. But as soon as the changes were made to the mm. front row, massively struggled. And Georgia basically won the game with their scrum towards the end of the game. It wasn't just their scrum. Wales offered near enough nothing in the second half. Attack was appalling in the second half. First half, it was okay. It wasn't too bad. It was They were leading 12-3, two tries from... Jack Morgan, um, um, well-taken tries. But they just they just looked lost. Wales looked really lost to the point where they had a scrum right-hand side. This summed Wales up. They had a scrum right-hand side, I think just in Georgia's half. Right-hand scrum, perfect opportunity to isolate players, to, to have attack, to manipulate defenders to create space, to get the ball into the wide channels where you've got Reece Samet, Cuthbert, Josh Adams. Quality players, quality finishers. They kick it to the air. And I'm thinking, is this all you've got to offer? Like, you, you've got to be more positive than that. You've got to go out and want to try and attack. And they they look like they lost shape. Um, it's not all about pattern at the moment in rugby, it's, but it's about winning the game line and move into space where the space is but the space out there but they they just they're trying to take short lines all the time rather than actually identify where the space is and you know slowing down their footwork slowing down their, their leg speed and, and actually getting the ball there so Georgia massively deserved to win that game um, you know they, they took their try really well um, Alex Cuthbert was yellow carded and that actually ended up being a huge turning point of the game it wasn't the worst yellow card and he gets lost when the ball's in the air and it was a yellow card but it wasn't like it wasn't a stupid yellow card from him is what I'm trying to say like that that happens a lot you know you lose a ball in the air you collide with someone in the air you're going to get sent off and they took advantage from it so um, Wales didn't make many changes they made six changes okay that's all right, that is, it's a few changes, but it wasn't like a whole new team. You know, they tried to keep with a lot of the players that they had already to try and get a bit of momentum going. You had Ben Carter coming in, you had Josh McLeod coming in, Reese Priestham moved to 10. So the team was still a quality team on, on paper, but absolutely delivered nothing. And it's, it's one of the worst performances I think I've seen Wales um, play. For a long time. Can Wait. you try and be a bit more upbeat, please? Because you're meant to be a cheerleader. I'm All right, I'm ill. And Did you not know that when a commentator and pundit, you're meant to be a cheerleader and you're meant to say everything's great all the time? Did you not know that? <laughs> but I just, yeah, it was, it, they were way off um, the week before. You know, it's it's like they need shock defeats to, to get themselves up for it, which shouldn't be the case. You know, they, they had a, sh- they had a big defeat against New Zealand following week they beat Argentina they have one of the worst results in what I can remember of Wales playing against Georgia probably on a par with 
maybe Romania when Jiffy was captain. Oh, typical Jiffy. Thanks a lot, Jiffy. Uh, and you, you'll get a reaction, and they'll probably win now against Australia because you'll see they need like a shock result for them to. They to do, and, they're, they're, and they they will be aided by the fact that no one's playing for Australia. Yeah, they on. They've got. Who would agree to a tour like that from Australia? Who like a five would agree? game tour. Like, it's they've got. Paisami's gone, Parecki, Nick White, Valentini, yep. Kellaway's gone, Tanya Latupo, and now Michael uh, Hooper can't play, Bernard yep. Foley, Will Skelton. It's ridiculous. Quay Cooper, Corabetti, Karevi, Zach Rodder, Matt Phillip. So it's like... I know. that they. I don't think... I think they might ridiculous. only have like 22 or 23 players fit at the moment. I saw a... Um, They've got 25 players fit and they need 23 fit on Saturday. That's all. I saw a hurt, Twitter video of David Campisi and a spiral kick uh, from one of his games. And I think if he's in the country, he might be in. Get him in. Get him in. I mean, if you know, this is, that is a massively weakened Australia team, which mm. isn't a brilliant team anyway. Lost to yeah. Thingy Bobs, lost to Italy. It's not, with respect, a brilliant Australian team. They're already talking about who's the next coach going to be. Is Eddie Jones going to go on an eight-year deal to the USA because the Aussies thought they were going to get in? They're already lining up replacements for after the World Cup um, for Dave Rennie, which is cruel, but that's sport. Um, so, I yeah, I mean, what, what do you think? I know every, lots of people have sort of gone public and said what they think of the Welsh system and we don't need to dive into all of that but what do you think of what Warby said and yeah you people know, have been saying it for ages yeah exactly and a long we, time we had, he's not said yeah, anything different to here. what Jiffy's said three or four years ago or anyone's saying but the the difference being is now you've got someone you know you've got a former Wales captain double line captain who's now saying it on TV whilst previously he's not mentioned yeah. it so it's sort of hit home to everyone now that changes need to be made. And yep. like when I got hammered flats about saying, where's the next group of players coming through? <laughs> everyone says it now. <laughs> like I took a hammering, but I love that. You know, I was right. I was, I I was talking I was about right. that with, I was talking about that with uh, Cotter last weekend at Twickenham. Yeah. Okay, and he got hammered for it. And I was basically like, well, the best bit about it was that he's right. But the second best bit about it is that no one cares that he was right. He got hammered for it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally like, it's this weird thing where it's like, what What do you know? He's like, well, yeah. oh, I've got 70 caps, a couple of grand slams, picked on two Lions tours. I played in a couple of different positions for Wales for quite a long time. And I commentate on the Welsh game every weekend. Watch it every <laughs> week. You literally every week. So I'm like, watch every team every week. You're like, what I don't do is I don't uh, watch, you know, the, the premiership below. Um, I don't watch yeah, age group. You can't rugby. watch every tournament. No, you can't. can't. But all I can commentate on and comment on is what I'm seeing in the URC and the standard you know I, I see in the URC. Do you know what I think, boy? I think if, like without being crass about it, if there was like a website or one of the big newspapers, which this would never happen, if they said, right, you know, you're a bit older and you don't want to commentate anymore because it's a bit of a schlep around the place. And it's like, right, we will give you in retirement Two hundred thousand quid a year to do two columns or two columns a week. One can be a match review, and you can pick your match and yep. drive up there, whatever it is, and we'll arrange that with you. And the other one is just a feature piece on something about the game. So we'll give you a load of money to do that. Then 
you can watch two or three or four tournaments pretty much in their entirety because you can dedicate your week to it. But actually, everybody, and it's not just you and me, everybody who does this job has got other stuff going on. And yep. you need to say there are tournaments I'm just not watching, competitions I'm just not watching because it you, you don't have time. You no, just you do not have time. So doesn't pay you've enough. Got, no, you've got no. You've got to watch your. No, it doesn't pay anywhere near enough. You've got to watch your core tournaments. That's what you've got yep. to watch. Yeah, that's it. Um, what, what I will say to wrap this up, though, flats on on Wales, Georgia. Yep. Um, really happy for Paul Tito, and you know, former Cardiff legend, really former captain of Cardiff Blues at the time. Um, he's yeah. now forwards coach at Georgia. Um, great for Good him. Good on him. But yeah, it's great for him. But also, you know, you, you do feel for the Welsh management as well. So, not sure what's going to happen, my man, in terms of Welsh rugby. Um, maybe we'll do another independent review, pay him a load of money, work out what we already know, but never going to change it anyway. Yep. Who knows? Um, but let's move on to your game. Now, you were with the Kopmeister General. Yeah, we're we're in danger here of making this a really long pod, so let's not. Um, England, in short, Andrew Cotter was just masterful as ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he went; he, he'll have stopped listening by now. He gets bored of the rugby chat. Um, he just wants to know what you've had for your tea. Um, and it was, I mean, a real at one point about five minutes in, and you know, like it's not that people like in our job get nervous, but you, you there's a little bit of. You want to get it right. You want to get your opening bits right-ish and say something useful, basically, and not yep. not stutter and all that stuff. Doesn't matter if you do, but everyone does a bit. But got a couple of bits out. Felt comfortable. I remember my feeling on my forearms. My hair's literally standing on end. Like there was a real, like quite a lot of adrenaline in the system because it felt big and it was a light show and it was dark and it was yep. the All Blacks and and the All Blacks beasted England, beasted them in the first half. Well, I don't care what the score was. They absolutely pulverised them. And I was like, wow. At halftime, I said to Topsy, like, wow. And it's like, how is it only whatever it was, 17-3? Mm. That is a 30-point half, it felt like. Like, just beasted them. But when they had opportunities to at the start, they took them. Then they sort of stopped taking them. England, England just looked like basically... Physically, they were dominated for, what, 68 minutes, whatever it is, 65 minutes, physically beaten up. Um, The scrum was second best. Uh, The mall defence, I couldn't believe how bad the mall defence was, how much ground the All Blacks made whenever they wanted to at the mall. Found that really surprising. There's talks of Eddie Jones switching personnel, Marrow back to six, ribbons in the second row to work on the mall defence. I tell you now, there is... Definitely technique to more defence. Definitely. It's not just mindset, but a lot of it is mindset. And England were upright and not there in the right numbers. They were not keyed up to smash that, is what I thought. And the All Blacks walked them around a bit. Um, And the last... Marcus Smith, I thought, was fab in the second half. He did loads of really nice stuff. England came to life when everything was lost and played some brilliant stuff, breathless stuff. Um, Marcus Smith looked great. Freddie Stewart looked great. Will Stewart's the king of the hill. Didn't see it coming at all. And the best bit was that on about 70 minutes or whatever it was, 72 minutes, I was asked off air, you know, on the old producer's button to name player of the match, which no one wants to do. That's the truth of it. So that's my watch. Nobody wants to do that. And I named Richie Moonga. And right, because they can start building clips then for when it's announced. And And then right towards the end, they're like, do you want to change it? I was like, well... 
do you change it for a player who's played well for 10 minutes or 20 minutes or a player that played well for 65? I think you don't. I said, I'll just leave it. And then they started interviewing him and it was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> I had a poor old Sonia. He didn't want to chat, I don't think. Oh, um, I, yeah, yeah, well, Kiefer Moore should have got man of the match for Wales when they played USA at the weekend. Gareth Bale did. He was only on for a half, but changed the game. Just had to add that in. Um, yeah. I tell you what, uh, every time in that first half that England got any ascendancy, like New Zealand were just brilliant at the breakdown. Stopped England so many times just um, with holding on. You know, they were so good. Every time I thought England were going to score on that first half, New Zealand, New Zealand just countered them, won a penalty, and they were under pressure, I thought, New Zealand for certain periods in that first half. But then after the Rico Ioane try, which you know, he's so fast for a 13. Oh, he's so fast. Like he glides. He, you know, fought, he was a winger originally, but beautiful moved try. to the 13. Yeah, class try. And then you get the uh, Barrett drop kick. You know, so you're 19 points, 10 minutes ago, and you're thinking, that's it. That is it. But how important was that yellow card to England from Bowden Barrett? And often you think teams can cope with yellow cards. It's it's worse in the backs, I always think. You know, forwards, I think you can cope with it a lot easier because in the backs, you know, especially from set piece, it's a lot harder. You know, you're, all, you're going to be a down winger. There's going to be space out wide somewhere. Forwards, I think you can, you know, if a back row gets yellow carded I think you could just naturally cope with it a bit better um, but man that, that was a massive shift then and it was like it took that yellow card for England to get going really and they run the ball back from their own half and score a try straight away same with yeah. Freddie Stewart's try as well which was beautiful try like the width yeah. the width he takes off oh, he, well, he, he takes the ball into contact first, but then when he realigns on the right-hand side, the width he takes is so good because it just it gives New Zealand no time to recover. And it was um, really good vision by Ben Youngs to hit him, you know, because that's your eyes, basically. He's your playmaker at that point. You know, he's, he's the one that sees the space. Freddie Stewart can yep. be on the right-hand side, but if you haven't got a decent scrum half who can, who can see where the space is, then you're not going to get the ball. But... What I'm saying is how wide he, he took his line was all to do with a try. If he's, if he's a little bit tighter, I think it's Moanga will get across to him, but he can't. Tell you what else helped what? was the great TJ Perinara who got injured by the end, which was a shame, but putting in maybe the worst kick of the Autumn Nation series so far. Yep. He just On his own 22, he literally popped it over the top to nobody and gave England attacking ball with hardly any chase. It was a. It was the most bizarre kick I've ever seen from yep. a top. Not ever. It's a completely bizarre kick from a top player. The, the it, couple of stats for you. First half to second half, England made seventy-seven carries to forty-four in the second half. In the first half, they made two hundred and twelve meters. Second half, five fifty. Wow. First half, no line breaks. Second half, six line breaks. Broken tackles in the first forty minutes, one. Second forty minutes, seventeen. Mm. It, it, they were a completely different team. Here's a question. I said it in comms and it's one of those things, and I said it, I was screwing up my face and I think Tops laughed at me because I was like, I'm going to get pelters for this and I didn't. But I was like, I, I can't quite work out what Bowden Barrett has actually done wrong. It's like this automatic penalty in yellow card. Yeah. He got up, tried to jackal and got blasted out of the way. I think it's because he didn't release the player or 
Yeah. You got your hands have got to come away. I, I thought it was quite harsh, but I, you I see him give him. It's yeah. sometimes when you do it so quickly like that, you have to sort of throw your arms out Jazz to the hands. side. Yeah, just yeah. to show the referee that you have let go. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was high drama yep. and really interesting. About the um, end, the, Flats. What, what's, yeah. your, what's your say on it? Marcus Smith kicking the ball out. Yeah, so on on air, I said... I mean, thing is, this is why I wasn't an international playmaker, right? It's like you've worked so hard to get back from a humiliating defeat at home, a crushing defeat at home. Why risk it running from your own half against Ardi Surveyor and his mates who, and England had turned enough ball over to think they could turn it over again. Whereas almost everyone else has said ridiculous decision at the time in the moment, I was like, don't lose, do not lose this game because you're in your own half. Everyone's ruined. And then basically every expert has said, what the hell? So I, I bow to them in a sense, but I, if I was on the field, I would have been desperate not to lose that game. Yeah, but you just run the ball back twice, really, from from a kickoff. You're still New Zealand was still down a man to fourteen. Nothing to lose though at that point, and then you've got you've got a hard earned draw, a surprise draw. Yeah, you've got something to lose then. So this, the stakes have completely changed mm, a little bit. I do. I think didn't help either. Like the rest of the team seemed like they'd made their mind up for Marcus Smith. So there's, there was no urgency. There was no mm. players getting back into position. Everyone was sort of walking to the ruck, slowing it down. Whilst you look at the the, the two kickoffs before, you know, players were getting into space, players were getting width, getting lined up. This time, when they took the kickoff, it was like they'd already made up their mind. Not Marcus Smith now, the, you know, the team that were involved sort of made up their mind. You know, it was quite lethargic. There was no urgency. They were quite slow, which sort of limits your options then. And when the ball came back, there was no option for him. And that is when you can get isolated and turned over. And you're right, it would have been a shame. But you've still got time when you make that kick. When, you, when you've scored that try, the kick's made. You know you're drawing. You've still got time to, to talk through what you're going to do. Of, you know, you, you, that's when your captain's sort of saying, right, we go again, we go again. But you, if they go for it and get turned over and lose the game, right, which could happen, of course... It's prob- that's probably more likely than scoring. I know they've got momentum as with them at that point, but conceding a ruck penalty happens more often than a try happens. Happens more often in a game. So those more likely to concede a penalty than they are to score a try. So anyway, so if that happens, there is also the argument that you've lost it twice. So it was gung-ho and you've lost the game twice. You've managed to lose the game twice. Anyway, it, it's a draw's I like a loss anyway. I always think because yeah, a bit, but it but it is better than a loss because they haven't lost. <laughs> I feels have, underwhelming. I reckon but. a better option would have been to put the ball up, a kick to challenge, which makes it go deep inside New Zealand's half. You kick to challenge, you've got a chance of winning the ball back in their half. Then yeah. So anyway, um, we we can't spend ages oh, on the next no, few games. I can't. What I would say is that I know you've made your notes. Is I that made any notes. Even John Smith, the great... Not even John Smith. John Smith, the great John Smith. I, I'm finding... Razzie. I've got a lot of South African mates. Oh, yeah, I found... I have found the absolute blind defence of Rassi Erasmus by some South Africans, by so many South Africans. I've found it really weird to watch. It's almost felt like 
um, Trumpian in a in a sense. It's like you know, or Boris Johnson being proved to have done really bad things, and people just closing their eyes, saying no, no, what nothing wrong move on it's like no no there's proof now we do know he's done something wrong so like you've got Wayne Barnes being threatened you've got death threats you've got people sending horrific threats to his wife about his children and this is all all of it then you've got people now have license because of what Rassi Rasmus has done to film a referee on a Sunday morning at under 15s and post it and put their name on it and hammer them and why would anybody be a ref tell you what we won't have any then there's no game so I'm finding everyone defending him so blindly. I'm finding that a bit 2022, but I'm also finding it weird. But John Smith, and fair play to him, has come out and said mm. that what he's doing is it's hard to defend him. Um, the way he's approached it's not right. Rassi is not the only coach frustrated by a call that's gone the wrong way. And it's made us as a rugby team so easy to dislike. So I I think good on John Smith for taking a stance that oddly feels like a brave stance and I don't see why it should because clearly what he's doing to my mind is hugely inappropriate yep yep um, and it, get, it gets to the point where I'm looking forward to the game at the weekend primarily because I get to watch um, Eben Etzebeth again who I can't believe didn't make the shortlist of world player of the year but I love the South African team love watching them love how brutal they are but it makes me not want to spend three minutes talking about South Africa Italy South Africa at the weekend because I'm just not that keen on how this bloke behaves really it's like okay we'll skip over that it was skip over it they, um, they battered him anyway Scotland were impressive although there was a red card after about 20 minutes to uh, Marcus Kremer which ultimately is going to be it's going to decide the game isn't it you get a red card uh, they get two yellows then and they're down to 12 men and guess what Buffelli scores <laughs> 12 yeah. men against 15. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was a loose ball. Um, it's picked up and uh, Buffelli runs a really nice line and um, he's in. But Scotland were just, were, were good. They were really good. Finn Russell, um, someone How that good. was missing at the start and he's come back in and you think, oh, you just don't leave him out again, Gregor. Just keep him in, yep. will you? You're, he's you're, the best player. They are a different team with him. At ten, yep. he just picks defenses apart. He's he's the nearest thing to a quarterback, like in rugby. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you just bring him on, and he will take defenses apart with his passing, his kicking, and his vision. Yeah. Um, so impressive from Scotland. Um, I know there's a couple of people saying now they might win the World Cup. John Barkley is one of those. Yeah. Uh, Duane van der Merwe said Scotland <laughs> can win the World Cup. I, why are you laughing? You're so disrespectful. I don't think they will win the World Cup. No, nor do I. I'd bloody love it if Scotland won the World Cup, but they won't. I think they'll win one big game in the Six Nations again and then everyone will say this is their year and they'll finish fourth or fifth. Yeah, I'd love them to win the World Cup. I mean, I wouldn't put a fiver on it. Um, anyway, uh, Ireland, Joe Lo- Australia, 13-10. Oh, yeah, Mate, that was, there was not much fun to watch that for quite a nope. long time, that game. Nope, I didn't really enjoy that. Did no enjoy that. No. Um, but Ireland did it, enough it, to win it. It was a game. Um, Ross Byrne kick at the end. Hell of a kick. Good okay. on him. I like him. Don't know him. Joe Launchbury signed for Harlequins just before we clock off. Yep. That's, uh, so he's gone um, He's gone to Japan for half a season. Um, he's gone for the experience. Okay. He's gone for the experience, Tom. Um, Culture. And, yep. 
and um, he signed for Quinns. That is, in premiership terms, a massive signing because he is a flat-out worldy yep. when he's been on form. My goodness me, he's good. Does it all. Um, Gable Ogre, the Wasp hooker. This is just about Wasp hooker, Wasp uh, players picking up gigs, which is great news. He's gone to Leicester, really good dynamic player. And Alfie Barbary, um, yeah. been a bit fragile in terms of injuries, but when fit, very, very punishing ball carrier. Think about Ted Hill. Going, he's joined Bath. Think about Ted Hill. Think about Sam Underhill. You know, they've got, they got a few decent boys knocking around down there now. So that is a good, that is a good signing. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well rounded up from a round. Well done, guys. Um, And we'll come back. uh, We'll come back to you next week, all right? I'm going to have to go to bed now, mate. It's taking it out of me. All right. I've got to go. I've got to drive half an hour to pick up a... Half a pig. Garage. No, a garage key fob that belongs to my neighbour, which I left in the glove box of a car, which is half an hour away from my house. And he needs it, and I've got to go and pick it up and bring it back. And I've got that's an hour, and in sixty-one minutes, I've got a Zoom call. Good luck. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. Go now. Yep. Right. See Bye, you later. Love you. Cheers, boy. Well done. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.